Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glickson with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And I'm going to be honest with you. There's going to be noise behind me this whole time because I got, I'm move. I'm leaving, not moving. Gee, that'd be not sick. Moving. But leaving, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, taking a trip to Arizona. So there's laundry going, the dogs are going to come home. So a professional podcast would have either A, waited or B, Figured out how to edit around this. We're not going to do yeah, that. Right. So, right. yeah, yeah. We take a kind of a Saturday Night Live approach to this. Uh, exactly. it, we get exactly. one take. Yeah, you know. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes we, you know, I've done it. You, you get a name wrong. You say something, and you know, you just you just move on. You just keep going. But uh, we've got a lot to cover today. Some good, some not. Um, I think we should start on the only non-football topic, which was uh, ASU basketball is going to be starting very soon, and Remy Martin is a preseason All-American. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool, pretty cool. I I think I read he is the first and maybe only second since Ike Diago, or second ever. I mean, I know I I read he's the first since Ike Diago. Um, I don't know how far back preseason All-Americans go, so maybe it doesn't go back to the the 70s when we had some good players but uh still pretty good you know i mean hey i hope he's a postseason all-american too but you know this is a it's a nice accomplishment for him i think that it's nice that we are getting some preseason hype this is a team that has had to rally to run up into rankings and then obviously not stay there um right but but we have done a lot to rally and get up into the rankings in years past, but we've right. got, uh, you know, a preseason top 20 team here. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I think uh, the only year since we started school here that we were preseason ranked was was hard in sophomore year, right? Yeah, and we stayed uh, ranked 08, all 08, season. 09. Yeah, that yeah. Year. Um, uh, you know, and, and so, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good thing. You, you have to live up to it. I mean, the, the thing with Remy being a preseason All-American, and I say it's an accomplishment, I mean, in a way it's not, but in a way it is because his career has given him that. It's not like a true freshman being named a preseason All-American where we're just, you know, thinking he's going to be good. Um, it, you know, he's, he's had the career to merit that. Um, you know, preseason rankings are just projections and, and, you know, they don't really mean a whole lot, but, it's it's a nice territory to be in, and it sets the tone for what I think. You know, we were texting about it this week. The expectation is is pretty high this year, um, and I think it should be. I mean, you've got you've got veteran good players, you've got young good players, you've got a coach who's set a you know established a program now going into what year five. Um, you know, if not now, when kind of has that feeling. You know, you, you've got a really nice mix of elements that it feels like this is the year to make some serious noise yeah we've got a a, you know a top recruiting class plus we're returning a lot of scoring yeah plus we have hopefully a center who we're comfortable with you know even without white coming back right right i mean it'd be nice to still have him and uh, you know no team goes into the year with everything checked off i mean that just doesn't happen uh, we have our question marks, but you know, to have returning veteran guys who played significant minutes, starting with Martin, but 
Kamani Lawrence, Tayshawn Cherry, Alonzo Verge, um, you know, Jalen Graham to an extent. I mean, you know, a number of guys back who played big roles last year, some who've played roles for us for multiple years. And, and then to have these two, you know, theoretically really good true freshmen and then a couple other, you know, a couple transfers um, that, you know, could, could be impact guys. Like, there's a lot of depth. There's a lot of talent. There's stability with the coaching staff. Uh, or at least, you know, at least the head coach, most of the staff. I mean, it just feels like this is the happy place that this program has been waiting for. We just have to pay it off now. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the year. Um, it feels like it. I mean, if it, you know, I hope it's not the only year, but it feels like it's the year to take a step forward and 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 have other the years, you know, because of it, basically. Yeah. Well, and and Hurley during his press conference, you know, most recently talked about how, look, we've been recruiting well, and this year we <laughs> recruited really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, that has to translate to on the court, but you got to feel good about the job they've done, the people who they've got in position. Uh, yeah. You know, preseason yeah. they were picked to now finish second in the conference. I saw with uh, a handful of first place right? votes. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Did I see right that it's UCLA that was picked to win the conference? Yeah, it's UCLA, Which us, is... and then I think the Ducks are third. Yeah, yeah. But the Ducks uh, got more first-place votes than we did. Did they? Okay, okay. I mean, I know you know UCLA was, was kind of similar to what we did last year in that both teams got hot in the you know second part of the conference season, and it looked like both teams were going to make the tournament, probably. UCLA had come from completely off the radar to probably going to make a tournament. Of course, there wasn't one. Um, would have been interesting to see what what you know either team could have done. But I guess uh, you know we'll get a look at it this year and you know uh, see see where it goes. A lot of people are excited about UCLA because of what they did in the second half of the year last year. And uh, you know I think we're we're definitely and I think a lot of people around here are excited about ASU and and you know we'll hope for good reason. Yeah. So let's uh, let's transition from the uh, sublime to the ridiculous. Uh, ASU football was one of the eight schools that got to play in Week One in the Pac-12, um, and I kind of wish they hadn't. for For the first, you know, for the first fifty six minutes of gameplay, uh, it was great. It was. It really. It really was. And that's you know the the biggest thing that I left that game thinking was that so much went right and and we should have won like this was this was a game that um there's various you know we do these previews we look ahead to the games and we talk about different aspects of the team and obviously we had a long run up to this season longer than usual and so many things went well and it and it really has left me the last what five days now you know, still thinking like, how did we lose that game? Because even the end, where it got away from us, I don't think we played poorly. Well, we I mean, had you know, we like, got them to a fourth. That so let's let's right. get back to the situation. We're up, yeah, two scores, thirteen points with seven and a half yeah. minutes left, and the ball, and we've been yeah. running the ball very well. Yeah, an- there yeah. were a number of positive takeaways, which is unfortunate oh. that we lost because. Tremendously, yes. You know, the the offense ran the ball very well. Mm-hmm. You felt really good about the running backs. We can talk about the concerns at wide receiver in the yeah. absence yeah. of Frank Darby. 
Um, yeah, but uh, but I mean, yeah, we had been running it well, and I, I read, you know, I think some classic, you know, hindsight criticism that oh, we got too conservative on that possession. I don't think we did. I think we were we did what we had done well, and and you know, it was the smart thing to do at that point in time. We were not throwing the ball well in that game, and that was exposed in the last drive when we, when we had to. Um, you know, we running the ball was the right thing to do. We just we just didn't get the first downs you would have liked. But I didn't have any problem with the strategy. Yeah, I mean, I think the issue when you when you look at the gameplay is that it became very clear on that drive because we had had such limited success throwing the ball that yeah. they were going to pack the box and they were, you know, they were. Yeah. yeah, and we we I mean, broke off one big run. And yeah. then the drive stalled. Yeah. We yeah. The defense comes out, and credit to the defense, they were getting pressure with the front four. They were. Um, they were. And, and they were getting good pressure. They get them to a fourth down, jump off sides, free play. If you're a Packer fan, you see it a lot. Yeah. Uh, and, you know. Fourth and 13. Slovis yeah. did exactly yeah. what he was supposed to do, which is he, you know, tossed it into the end zone. And even that was a free play. I mean, yeah. this is why I say this one's hard to swallow because it wasn't like they ran a great play or, or we busted a coverage. I mean, we had two defenders there. They had two receivers there. The ball gets tipped up in the air and lands right in the hands of one of their receivers without him having to move. Um, and, it, and it was that play that, you know, I don't know about you. I wanted to be optimistic, but when I watched that play and you just think like, boy, that is an ominous sign. It just yeah. feels like, you know one that just doesn't make you feel good. And, of course, then that was followed by the one play that I would say we we really shoulder some big blame, and that's the onside kick. Yeah. The onside kick was, was poorly executed by ASU um, to basically put it on one guy to get the ball. Yeah. I mean, the, the strategy appeared to be Ricky Pearsall was going to catch that ball and nobody else. And I and don't know why you do that. <laughs> he didn't. Uh, you know, I mean, we we had three guys go up and block, and like, I mean, I, I don't know, I I don't I don't get that strategy. I really don't. Um, and and I think that was the that's the one of the you know I texted you after, and there were three, there were more than that, but there were three plays that really swung the game. That's the one that I feel like you know we screwed up. The fourth and thirteen touchdown. I mean, eh, what are you gonna say? You know, yeah, we took off sides, so. It was, and, and, and you know, and then the last touchdown was well defended. That's what I mean, I'm sorry. Well that's well what I was talking about. The last touchdown was a heck of a the pass. One, yes, I mean that was a great pass and a great catch, and uh, you know that's one you just like. I mean, uh, my reaction to it was I just you know like slumped my shoulders and my head dropped. I'm like, man, I I don't know how we could have played that much better. They just made the play, um, and the and the first touchdown was luck. I mean, it's total luck. Now they would have had another play because we jumped offside, like you said, but. You know, I mean, those those are ones that, like, it's just that's what makes it a tough pill to swallow because we've had games we've blown before. You, you know, in the past few months, we've done a lot of looking back at ASU football. And, you know, we talked about the LSU game in 05. And it's like, well, we had a block punt return for a touchdown, a block field goal return for a touchdown. You can't have that. This was one that it's like, I, there's not even that many mistakes I can go back and say, well, geez, this is how we blew that one. But, but somehow it got away from us, and I just I don't know how to get my head around it. Yeah, there was really, really good things that happened for a lot there of the really game. Were. There um, really were. Let's, 
I, I think that we should shift gears, though, and talk about what did not work. Yeah. Um, and that's the passing game. Yeah, agreed. I mean, that was the biggest problem. And, and it's, I think, caught, uh, caught me by surprise. I don't know about you. Um, I didn't expect it to be the weak point of the team. And, and it's only one game. But it was the weak point of the team in that one game. Well, and part of it was, initially, you got what we had talked about and texted about. You know, is Bunkley Shelton going to be a possession receiver that can replace Kyle right. Williams on the first drive? It's like, oh, yeah, he is. It was. It's going to be great. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, but, but then Darby got hurt. Played one more play after the injury, and uh, right. you know, I, I think that uh, maybe Wilson needs a little more seasoning. That's all, you know. Boy, uh, I mean, it sure looked like it. I, I'm I'm hoping that it was just one of those games that you know he, he had a couple of tough ones early, and then you know, true freshman confidence level gets a little shaken. But he looked very unnatural catching the ball. That was the big thing for me. Like, even the ones that weren't drops, and you could argue that, I mean, at one point, Gus Johnson said he had four drops. They weren't. Not all four were drops. Yeah. But even the ones that weren't, were he catchable. didn't look comfortable. He yeah. never, they were catchable, and he just, he looked like, I, I mean, I think I texted you during the game, he looked like a, a little kid learning how to catch. Yeah. Like, he did, like his, his hands weren't working with his body or whatever. I don't, I don't yeah. know how to how to describe it, but he just did not look comfortable. And for a guy who, you know, I mean, he looked like somebody who was just playing wide receiver for the first time. Well, or, and, you know, and I, I heard it, DB that we said, go play wide receiver or something like that. And, and it's a credit to Daniels that during the game, he, he yeah. threw that great ball in it where he, a tight window, only Wilson mm-hmm. could catch it. Wilson did not catch it. Right, right. But he went to the sidelines and he's like, look, we got to get you involved. We got to get you involved. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, and, that's good leadership, but... It is, you know. It is, and hopefully they've they've been you know working on that in practice, and and um, you know we're going to see a different Johnny Wilson the rest of the year. I hope so. Uh, hopefully, just one of those games, you know, just kind of a nightmare sort of. Like I said, bad start, snowball, whatever. But yeah, it was it was not what we expected <laughs> at all. And with with Darby going out, with him struggling, we just had no life in the passing game at all. But, you know, it was uh, it was a good thing that we ran the ball well because our passing game never got on track. I mean, the, the biggest play was barely a pass. Uh, yeah. I guess it was counted as a pass, but it was it was you know was nearly a just a lateral to White yeah. who made a great play. And you know, we're going to talk about the offense, and and I agree with you. You, you know, when it's a loss, you got to start with the bad things. The two running backs, White and Trainum, were fantastic. Oh, really, really good. My goodness, um, the, the Trainum touchdown run. Yes. Uh, you know, yes. and, and White's on the reception. It's like oh, you man. just kept waiting for the tackle, and it, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you and I both, you know, in, in texting during the game, both expressed the same point that it was one of those plays that, like, it almost unfolded in slow motion where you just kept thinking, you know, well, he's going to get a few more yards. He's going to get a few more yards. Uh, like, oh, he's still going. Oh, my God, he might score. Uh, you know, and he did. Um they were they were both really solid. We we blocked well in the run game. We ran it well in the run game. Um, you know, uh, offensive line I thought was fairly good. You know, uh, certainly run blocking. Not, you got to get certainly them run blocking, but not as good in, in pass protection. But uh, not bad either. I mean, I wouldn't say it was it was a hindrance. The biggest hindrance was it just felt like we had no threat 
to catch the ball. And and that is, you know, I, I mean, I guess that was the concern when you lose Brandon Ayuk, and then obviously Darby goes out in the first quarter. That doesn't help. And, and you know, it, it looked like we were playing a bunch of guys who were never in those roles before. And I, I guess, in fact, they weren't. So maybe we shouldn't be totally surprised. Uh, the one concerning thing to me was, and we talked about this during the game, this isn't, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking it, or Thursday evening, as it were. Thursday afternoon, yeah, exactly. But some of the play designs, and I know, like, it worked, and we did score 28 points, but some of the play designs were just confusing. You know, we have motions where guys are going starkly angled backwards. (laughs) Yeah, 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 I mean... A couple times it did feel like maybe a little too cute, but I guess that's what this guy does. You know, I mean, we read that prior to the season, and, and a couple times, and, you know, I, I remember discussing this with you during the game, and felt like we were confused. But again, I guess, it, you know, it's the first game, those things happen, and this is what we discussed, you know, last week and the weeks leading up that, you know, you, you miss having that first game against NAU or UC Davis or Sacramento State or whoever, you know, pick your pick your easy opponent where you can have those sort of, you know, mental slip ups and they don't cost you. And when that first game's against USC, you don't you don't have as much margin for error, obviously. Yeah. I I think that overall the offense looked good. The line I, I didn't see any reports as to why Henderson all of a sudden came in. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't an injury because we didn't no, hear about any injury. It was just mixing and matching guys, I guess. Um uh, you know, but I, I'll tell you, he came in and played the second half. I think he played the whole second half. Um, the line was better in the second half. We yeah. ran the ball better in the second half. Now, we got going. It was a weird game because the first, what, two or three drives felt like we had nothing. We, yeah. Daniels had that big run on the first drive. And then the next, you know, we, we bogged down the next couple drives. We did nothing. And then the second and third quarters, very solid offensively. We ran it well. We got just enough in the passing game, not much, but just enough. And, and you know, it just felt like we were in complete control of the game. At 27-14, we forced that fumble. Um, and it's like, you know, and this, this game is ours, basically. And uh, somehow it got away, and I, I don't know. But, but, you know, yeah, I agree. Offensively, I thought pretty good. And I'll tell you, I thought defensively was better. I thought we were pretty, pretty darn good on defense. I thought the defense was great. So I, I yeah. think... We we spent a lot of time in our preview talking about it. Welcome mm-hmm. back, Merlin Robertson. Man, oh man, this is what we wanted. Interception, fourth down stop. We wanted those impact plays, and he did it. Flying was, around the he field. Was, he was good, yes, yes. And got to say, I was very impressed by the secondary. We didn't give up very many, if any, big plays in the passing game. We're got, you know, the, the traditional Todd Graham, you know, scar tissue that we've got of guys just running wide open. Mm-hmm. There was none of that. I mean, yeah. Slovis was having to hold on to the ball, and and we were getting pressure because he was having to hold on to the ball. Like, uh, you know, I was really impressed, and that's why this one is really tough to, to take. Because, dang it, if I don't think we played well enough to win, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just it's a tough pill to swallow when you play that well and you still lose. Well, one of the things that is nice about the defense, and I hope it's not just a factor of we had months and months to prepare for this game. Sure, yeah. But we came out with a a pretty clear plan. We were not going to get beat over the top. Right. And we were going to try to get pressure with our front four. 
and we didn't get beat over the top, and we got pressure with our front four. And when we yeah. brought blitzes, yeah. they were effective. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and people mean, I, knew I, their I, role, you know, yes. across yes. the board. I was, I was really, and, and, and you think like, well, you give up two touchdowns in the last three minutes, the defense must have collapsed. I don't think they did. I mean, again, we went over it, fourth, 13, tip ball, that ends up a touchdown. We, you know, we get them into fourth and nine on the last drive and play really good defense. And it ends up, I mean, like, I don't look at that and think like, well, boy, the defense played good for 56 minutes and then they fell apart. You know, I, I think it was a couple of plays and, and really just bad luck on a couple of plays in all honesty. Yeah. I mean, frankly, at the end of the game, we got out executed and barely by, by, by just a fraction yeah, of an I mean, inch. Look, yeah, you're right. You know, the, the result is all that matters. And the result is we gave up two touchdowns in the last three minutes. And that hurts. You know, the, the job of the defense is to make a play and they didn't make a play. But boy, they were really close. Uh, you know, and, and I know that doesn't change the result, but I, I guess it, it does in some ways make me feel better about just the way they played overall and, and hopefully what the rest of the season is going to bring because, you know, you feel like, well, we, we didn't collapse. I mean, the only play that I really feel like is like a total we screwed up was the onside kick. Yeah. We screwed up. And if we get that, the game is nearly over. We get it. There's 250 to go. They have no timeouts. We can run it down to, you know, 30 or 40 seconds. Plus, we're on the happy game. side of the 50. Right. Know. Right. You know, I mean, every, you know, like they're going to get it back with, you know, probably under 40 seconds, no timeouts, and having to go 80 plus yards. To score a touchdown because we're up by six. I mean, all you got to do is recover that onside kick, and mm-hmm. and then none of the rest of the stuff matters. And that's the one that that stings the most because you know what do what do you hear all the time in football now? Oh, well, onside kicks are never successful. Well, well, they were the one time that we needed it not to be, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it cost us the game in, in conjunction with a couple other things. But just uh, just a tough one to take because. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is like one of those games that afterward, when you when you nitpick the the individual units or players, there's, there's not a lot to be unhappy about, and that should be accompanied by a win. But yeah. it, but it wasn't, you know, and that's that's life. Now, if you want to nitpick a unit that didn't seem that great, uh, punt returns, punt returns no, was a no, great. disaster. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, the first one and nearly nearly dropped the second one and uh yeah not not great but rest of the special teams you know turk was good turk was good as always um you know we made the two field goals even though the first one was shaky but it it went through it's all that matters Mm -hmm. um kickoffs were deep and and kickoff coverage i i gotta say coverage was good that i was impressed by the coverage um, Me too. You know, on the on the punt, the one that was like a pass where the guy just caught it was pretty fun. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> but on the on yeah. the kickoffs, when when we didn't boom it through the end zone, mm-hmm. we got you know they didn't have possession starting at the thirty five. You know, no, we we held not. them shy of the twenty a couple times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was impressed by that. We forced turnovers. We got fourth down stops a couple times. I mean, it, that's it's just it's just a tough one. I, I know, you know, and I don't know if you saw it. Doug Haller did a thing about you know the five worst losses since he's you know since he's been the beat writer. It, this one to me was very tough to categorize because most of those games that he listed, 
all of the other ones were like humiliating losses or or momentum killing. You know, the Oregon State one was his number one. You know, I don't don't even have to say what year. You know what it is. Um, You know, this one is is so tough to figure out because one, it's the first game of the season, so we don't really know what the rest of the year is going to bring. How good is USC? How good are we? but I, I cannot, honestly, I cannot think of a loss since 2004 when you and I got to ASU like this one. That mm-hmm. we played better and we should have won and somehow didn't. And I can't be like, well, it was because we collapsed in XYZ. Uh, I, there's just not one I can think of that met, that compares to this. No, I, I'm having a hard time because... A lot of times, and, and the Graham area was marked by this, if we lost, yeah. we, we were soundly beaten. We were soundly beaten, yes. Or or there was a collapse. You know, I mean, like, there, there were some bad, like, the Oregon State game was not a, was not a blowout loss, but we should have won. I mean, we, we, were, we were the better team going in, and we did play well in the game. And that's the one, okay, you can say, well, it was killer because, you know, we had all the momentum. UNLV is similar to that one. We were the better team. We didn't play like the better team, and we got beat. Uh, this one, we were. I believe we are the better team from one game, and I believe we played like the better team. And that's why this sucks. Because I'm like, uh, how did that happen? I don't really. I I don't know. Yeah, it is. It is a distressing outcome from a it game is, that I would have. I, I mean, through 56 minutes of that game, I was prepared to come in here and be Mister Positive. <sighs> Me too. Yeah. Me too. And and it felt like a, you know it felt like one of those games that was going along, and you thought, okay, we are asserting ourselves not only today, but we are asserting ourselves as a program to be reckoned with. We're showing you that we can go on the road to USC, play the the prohibitive favorite of the division, according to most people, and beat them soundly. We were doing that, and and then it slipped away, and uh, you know, I don't know. I mean. Now, I'll go back to what you said at the start, and because, you know, after the game, you think, you know, God, we could have done without that. In reality, I'm glad, I mean, it was still great. Yeah. Like, I, it sucks that we lost, but, uh, you know, if you told me, here's my, here's my choice, that loss, or we don't play at all this year, I'll choose that loss. Uh, I mean, it, was, it sucked, but it was still great to have ASU football back on my TV for four hours. Well, I, I'm certainly glad you feel that way, because... Uh, Cal has not announced whether or not they're going to play an ASU yeah, canceled waiting, practice right? today. Uh, oh, did they? I didn't yeah, hear that. For a virus issue. Unknown what the virus issue is, but a virus issue expected to practice tomorrow still, according mm-hmm. to Doug Howell. Okay. Oh, I just read that too. Yeah, I mean, I keep waiting on Cal. Supposedly we were going to get an answer yesterday, but then there wasn't one. Yeah. Um, so who knows? Yeah, I mean, and, and that... That makes the point, like, we got to just enjoy the moments right now. And even if the moments don't end well, we had we had four hours close to it um, where ASU was playing football, and it just felt right. Uh, I mean, it was weird with, you know, nobody in the stands and no USC band and no fight, you know, you know no uh, song girls on the sidelines and all that. It was. But uh, I, I sure missed having ASU and... And yeah, I mean, you, you don't know that we're going to get five more games like we're supposed to. We may not. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying each moment for what it is this year. Yeah. Well, speaking of moments, uh, let's pivot to one of the 
great moments of last week's football season, or uh, last week's football slate, which was Bijan Robinson, Texas running yeah. back, proud Lancer alum, being yes. featured in a run where he just ran all over the West Virginia secondary, and he yeah. went for over 100 yards. He had 12 yeah. carries for 113. And had a big catch um, on the on the game ceiling drive. I think a twenty plus yard catch that basically iced the game. They, they you know they took a couple of knees after that. Yeah, so, thirty five yeah. yarder, thirty five yard catch. Good to see him doing well. And and you know they they brought him along kind of slowly to start the year. Um, you know, but he seems to be the guy now. He's he's starting. I mean, they're you know nobody uses just one running back anymore. Uh, but you know they they've got him getting the the most carries and the most snaps and. You know, hopefully, um, you know, a couple more years, maybe more, but, uh, you know, at least a couple more years of big-time play from him. I know you and I are excited. I mean, I was watching the game a couple weeks ago when they were playing Oklahoma State, and, and you know, they're talking about, you know, South Point alum from Tucson, Arizona. I'm like, yes, give me more of that. Uh, you know, if he can continue at this pace, uh, the, the more South Point mentions, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and uh, you know, Lathan Ransom's getting some playing yeah. time for Ohio State. He's you yeah, know, obviously he had he had a tackle. I think at the very end of the Penn State game, the game was over. But yeah. uh, you know, he was in there and playing. Yeah, so good to see these guys doing well. I'm I'm glad, and uh, you know, they're they're in marquee programs, and hopefully, will will uh, continue to make an impact as they get older. Yeah. So, Matt, we've. Uh, We've got some COVID potential issues for both sides, but let's talk about the uh, the ASU Cal game. Yeah, it'll yeah. be it'll I be mean, Cal's opener for now. So yeah, home opener for the Devils. Uh, obviously, no fans consistent with Pac-12 right. rules. Right. Uh, and season opener for Cal. And we're going with Barely. the late kick. We're not. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Polar opposite of last week. Yeah. We hopefully didn't, we didn't get our bodies too used to that you know, 10 a.m. local time start uh, because it's going to be late this week and next. Uh, we got an 8 p.m. kick next week, 8.30 this week. So, um, yeah, back to back to the more usual time frame for ASU games, it seems like. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's hard to – there's there's nothing that we saw from Cal, obviously, that didn't play. So uh, can't really assess too much of like, well, here's what Cal is going to do well and here's what they we, – we expect them to be good defensively because – they always are under Wilcox. Uh, however, if they if their defensive line hasn't been allowed to practice for two weeks, then maybe they won't be. Who knows? Uh, and, and apparently, that's the position group that's most affected. Uh, you know that they've had the whole defensive line in quarantine. So, who knows if we're going to even have a game? And if so, what it's going to look like? Yeah. Uh, you know, Cal's got the same uh, quarterback. Yeah, yeah, you know tandem that we Garbers. dealt with, and, and with Modster as the backup, and and when we played them yeah. last year, Garbers got knocked out. Garbers got hurt, right? Right, changed the game a bit when he yeah. got hurt. Yeah, and he he came on at the end of the year. You know, he played pretty well, and um, you know they they have never. Well, I mean, not never. In the years under Wilcox, they've not been a very good offensive team, but they've been really good defensively. You'd expect them to have probably a similar character this year, but who knows, man? I mean, it, when you when you're not practicing, when you're uh, when you haven't played a game, it's it's hard to know exactly what you're going to get from that team. Obviously, yeah. Uh, realistically, 
based on the preseason rankings for these schools, you'd think ASU's in a pretty good position here. Yeah, well, and, and I mean, we talked about it going into the year, you know, just in general, that we would have some advantage because Cal hadn't been able to practice much. Well, you know, even more so, given their specific situation. Again, if you, you know, how, how much good practice could you have had if you don't have any defensive line? Um, you know, but but who knows what they're doing? I mean, uh, you know, maybe maybe it won't matter, um, but it certainly shouldn't hurt. I guess let's you know let's put it like that again. Like there's there's reasons to think we have some advantages if the game gets played, um, but who knows? I mean, the news about the news about ASU today makes me even less confident of that. Obviously, yeah, it's uh, obviously a developing story here, right? I mean, it's interesting that he says Sun Devils are expecting to practice Friday. You know, is that just the typical, like, first step in a, you know... Well, you're always expecting to practice. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, or does he know, like, hey, okay, we, you know, it was, uh, it was a false alarm today and everything's on, everything's good now. Uh, who knows? I mean, you know, Haller uh, you, oftentimes knows more than he lets on or he'll allude to things and you feel like, well, okay, uh, you know, so I'll take that as a positive sign that he says that. But, again, I mean, if we don't have an opponent, it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. Uh, Haller also was uh, quick, but I believe Sun Devil, stores, Sun Devil Source had the story first. Yeah. Uh, that Jordan Curley is Jordan transferring. Curley. He was obviously going to be away from the team anyway for the COVID right. season. He had announced he was going to sit out the year. Right. Um, I think it's... I think it's worth monitoring with the way we've been recruiting what happens with the guys who get left behind. Guys who were here before, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's it's not a surprise. I mean, I think I saw Howler basically and did say it in those words, but basically said that that you know when you have we had three freshman receivers last year. Well, two of them were true freshmen. I guess Porter was a redshirt. Um, you know, that, that all played some, then you bring in four this year. Now, granted, one of them's ineligible. Um, but you know, there's not enough footballs to go around. And, and that's why, you know, I mean, going back to what we were talking about, that's why old Johnny Wilson needs to be the player that he was supposed to be. Cause if he's going to get those reps that aren't going to, you know, Jordan Curley, now, granted he wasn't going to play this year anyway, but you, you know, uh, he got to catch the ball got to be productive um but yeah i mean you're never going to keep everybody happy it's like when you you know the year what two years ago we we signed three quarterbacks you knew that wasn't going to last forever and it didn't last more than a year you know joey yellen's gone ethan long's not playing quarterback and it sorts itself out the same thing's going to happen there did you see ethan long by the way anywhere you know now that i mentioned his name no no, I did not, um, and that's interesting because you know he was such a story last year, as you know the, the all American boy, team captain, special team. Now he might he might have played on special teams. Honestly, it's hard to you know unless you unless you've got the all twenty two and you go back and watch every play. I assume he did, but I didn't see him on offense for for you know last year. He played some fullback and some tight end and some you know wildcat quarterback and the like. Didn't see anything like that this year. Not in the game, at least. There's only been one game, I guess. Uh, the Ivy League also, breaking news, just canceled their winter season. Did they? So okay. More spots open for the uh, tournament now. Yeah. One so no more. basketball at all? No, no nothing. Full, well, okay. full winter okay. sport cancellation. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess one spot open then. 
Yeah. One less automatic bid. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I don't know. You know, it'll uh, it'll be interesting to see. It's with football, obviously. Uh, you know, I, I've thought this week, and I've heard people say it that you know it might make sense to readjust the time frame for the playoff. Um, it, you know, I, I haven't heard this proposed, but why not have like the you know the championship game on the weekend between the conference title games and the Super Bowl? And have the semifinals two weeks before that, or something like that. You know, why not give everybody a chance to make up some of these games that are being stopped right now? Yeah, it's uh, it's certainly an interesting time as a sports it fan, is. and and I yeah, hate yeah, you know I mean, you do have to feel for the people who start these leagues, or, or I mean, who schedule these leagues, who have to try right. to build things in and and address contingencies. At the pro and the college level, I mean, we, we yeah, talk about the yeah. NBA schedule. Um, yeah, yeah, you know. that's, that's uh, coming soon. Yeah, what, uh, six weeks, and the NBA is going to be back. How about that? We haven't had a draft yet, but we're going to start playing games No, again. no, it's going to come fast and furious, man. The, the, you know, trades and free agency in the draft and boom, 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 and training camp in less than three weeks. So, yeah, it'll be, uh, you know, we're in that normal, uh, you know, late june rumor mill cycle it's just coming in november where every other hour there's a rumor of this guy going this place and this guy going this place and you know it's our it's our favorite time of year as nba fans just at a weird time yeah look you get uh you get everything you could possibly want as an nba fan yeah just condensed into like the most concentrated (laughs) form Yep, yep, yep. It's it's not a it's not a buffet. You could just keep going back to. They're just going to give you a huge portion of the meal in mid November. <laughs> uh, I like that analogy. That that caught yeah. me right. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. You know, usually it's a well. Let's go for some draft, and then let's go for some free agency. And this year, it's going to just be like boom, have it all, enjoy. Seriously. So yeah, I mean, you know, pro sports obviously, I think are going better than college and we probably shouldn't be surprised by that there's i mean first of all pro you there's a more finite number of people involved uh, there's less teams there's less coaches there's less players um you know college basketball is going to be really interesting i mean we're talking about it they, they start in 13 days we don't have a schedule from what i understand right I mean, know, unless i've missed something we know the first two games we know, and the, we know the pac-12 weekends yeah we know the tournament we're playing in uh, and that's about it. As, and that's yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, and we know... Oh, our, well, and we played... Two... Do we have that deal with Grand Canyon? Am I remembering that right? We're, we're supposed well, to play yeah, them this year? yeah, that was mentioned, I guess. I guess. I, I think so. Um, that's, see, I don't know. I mean, as recently as a week ago, I went to the ASU website, and I went to schedule, and it was still last year's schedule. Now, maybe that's been updated since, but, um, you know, it's it's going to be... Uh, I know there's less non-conference games this year. They They, you know capped your non-conference and the Pac-12 is going to 20 um, but it's it's certainly weird to think that you know 13 days from now we're tipping off the season we're going to play two games and I'm not sure who we play after that uh, but you know hey we're just gonna fly by the seat of our pants here and hopefully get to March and and get to the tournament and then see what happens. Uh, by the way you are not wrong the as of 512 Central there has not been any sort of update on the schedule. Yeah, it is still yeah, the yeah. 1920 I mean, season. Yeah, you know, and, and I could criticize ASU there a little um, because I know other teams, you know, but 
but in some ways, like, how much do you post? Do you just post uh, Baylor and then Villanova slash BC and the rest TBDs? Because that's kind of what it is. Um, I mean, I, I think we know the two extra games in December for the Pac-12, right? Didn't we get specific days for those? Yeah. Playing one home, one away. Um, but then the rest is, is just weeks. You know, so we kind of know, okay, we're playing Arizona this week and UCLA, USC this week, but no dates or anything like that. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, I know some of the conferences have put out their schedule this week. I would think Pac-12 should be soon uh, to have actual dates and times or sometimes, but who knows, man? I mean, it, you know, kind of feels like basketball may end up a little bit like Major League Baseball where it's like, you know, oh, well, you're supposed to play uh, USC, UCLA. Nope, that's off. You're going to play Washington, Washington State instead. Deal with it. Yeah. We, we know that they're going to get Baylor for sure. Then they get yeah. the winner of Villanova, BC. Um, yeah, so it'll be a good, you know, with with good start. <laughs> and we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, we we might have two top five teams right off the bat. We're gonna have one at least. Well, and Mohegan Sun is running like eight tournaments or something. A right? bunch, yeah. right? Right. So maybe, Forty-five teams or something like yeah. that. I think I heard. So, yeah. So maybe we'll uh, just hang around and play a couple. Just other stay people. there and play. I, I mean, it could be. It could be, yeah. I mean, it, you know, like BYU football, they've just been scheduling on the fly. That that could be how this goes, where it's like, hey, you guys want to play in a couple nights? Let's do it. Yeah, we're here now. We're ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're here, and you're here, and neither one of us has an opponent. Let's play kind of, you know, old school playground style. Mm-hmm. You know, you get, you get your 10, and I'll bring my 10, and we'll have a game. Why not? Overall, I'm... I'm sort of impressed at the way college basketball has managed to keep everyone focused. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. You know, we're still plowing forward. We're still doing all these things. When when it's not really just us. I mean, teams have more opponents publicly than we do. But right. everyone's kind of in this boat of like, well, yeah, we're going to this, this bubble. And then we're, exactly. you know, we're playing exactly. these conference games. Well, there was all these games that were supposed to happen in Orlando that then got taken off the table because of you know the the protocols they wanted teams to go through and teams couldn't agree to it. And so yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting, you know. And and I mean, while football's hard to get, you know, a hundred programs basketball, you got three hundred plus. So it's it's going to be hard to keep everybody on the same page. And I saw the Big South is doing some crazy thing. I don't know if you saw this that because they're expecting teams may play different number of games, they're going to have their standings be determined by a mix of number of games and winning percentage, 75-25 or something like that. So, you know, good luck trying to figure that one out, I guess. I did not see that, but that Yeah, I read it this morning. Yeah, yeah, because whoever it was that tweeted it gave an example of, like, a team could be 15-4 and four and be seeded higher than a team that went 10-0. and 0. Because it's like seventy five percent number of games played and twenty five percent record or something like that. Yeah, it was bizarre. So hopefully the Pac twelve doesn't do anything like that. Because I'll be honest, man, it's been a long time since I took my high school and college math courses. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> I can I can figure out addition and subtraction, but if you start throwing in percentages too, I'm gonna feel overwhelmed. I just want them to to tell me. You know, if I can't just, just look at it, is. just tell me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, let's do winning percentage. That's fine. Like, you know, it might, it's probably not going to be fair. But as we've discussed throughout this, like, okay, you know, is it is it one hundred percent fair that some NFL teams have fans and the 
you know, Chargers and Rams and Raiders and whatever don't. No, it's not 100% fair, but you just make it, you just make the best of it for this time around and, and figure it out in the future. Yeah, it's like, hey, look, it just happens, okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, it's the way it is. It's, you know, is it 100% fair that some, the Cardinals played God knows how many, you know, seven inning games this year and other teams had to play mostly nine inning games? No, it's really not. But that's life. It, it just, this is, this is what we're doing to make it work for now. Yeah. I, you can cue the uh, John Winger fair. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The fair is out the window right now. We're, we're trying to make it work and we're making it work. And so if you don't like it, too bad, shut up, uh, I guess, you know, like, uh, this is, this is how it is. And, you know, in a, in a year, two years, three years, then we can get back to worrying about, well, it's not really fair that that team has to do blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, okay, sure. But right now we're just trying to produce games and, and a winner. Just get, uh, <laughs> just get people to play against each other. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, so, you know, that's that's the thing. I mean, you know, we may not we may not get a game this week. We may. And yeah, we'll see what happens. And, you know, next week, hopefully, is on track. But who knows? Things change. I mean, up until 48 hours ago, Ohio State was playing Maryland. Now they're not. So you just, you know, hold on tight. Hold on to your butts, as they say. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, get to the, we'll get to the end eventually. So, we'll talk about that. We'll recap the Cal game if it happens. If not, we'll just pretend like it was never there. We'll just look ahead to Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.